Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. It is June the 26th, 2019, and it's not really, David Cole, just any old debrief. This is number 50. It's kind of a milestone, don't you think? It's like an anniversary. So what'd you get me? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I got you, I got you a gift certificate to In-N-Out Hamburgers. Oh, it's yeah, the gift that nice, keeps right? on giving. It just keeps on giving. Uh, again, folks, thank you so much for tuning into the EKN Radio Network. We uh, hope that you've downloaded the EKN Radio Network app for your mobile device. Otherwise, you can always listen to the radio network on the website itself, ecardinews.com slash radio. This particular edition of the debrief, as I said, episode number 50, David Cole would be quarterbacking this one uh, as he was back-to-back weekends in North Carolina. Of course, we wrapped up the USPKS event with a debrief last week. David actually was just down at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the, uh, the Charlotte Motor Speedway Karting Challenge, the WK event, Manufacturers Cup, road racing, and dirt all taken uh, to the Charlotte Karting Challenge uh, right at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh, this particular show, folks, let's start with this, presented by Cart Republic. The Cart Republic is here, and it's disturbing the status quo. Cartsport North America is the country's importer and distributor for the Cart Republic chassis. And as a leader in American karting, they're focused on providing stability for the sport and quality products and service for the community. The Cart Republic senior and junior chassis are on fire. And so is the new mini cart, which is already won in SCUSA, USPKS, and WKA competition. For more information, contact Cartsport North America, where they offer top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. All right, David Cole, as we do with each and every one of our debrief podcasts, you get things underway. Uh, let's let's start up with the, with the overview of the 2019 WK Charlotte Motor Speedway Karting Challenge. Well, this was the first time back for the Manufacturers Cup Series to inside the Charlotte Motor Speedway since 2009. This was really the first time ever that we had all three programs, including the road race and the dirt uh, speedway uh, dirt uh, program running also. Uh, so we sure. had, uh, road racing using part of the Roval, a shortened Roval course, uh, with the dirt speedway program inside the dirt track at Charlotte motor speedway, which is across the street next to the Z max, uh, drag raceway. Um, so it was, uh, it was very interesting, but it, it, you know, the, the man cup rather than running on the car track that's inside turns three and four ran on a part of the Roval course which provided a very fast, lightning fast track uh, inside the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Interesting, for sure. You know, you go back to the old days, uh, we, we talk a lot about the fact that there was a North American Karting Championships were held at Charlotte, like as soon as they did announce the return. Of course, everybody going back in the memory books and thinking about the old NAKC with the Formula A and Super A, the 1998 Formula C World Championships were held there. Uh, of course, the road racing guys on the big track. And as you said, the first time the dirt has been here, because back then in the mid-90s, there was actually an, uh, a pavement oval component, out in the, uh, the pavement oval in the back. Out, it used to be called Outback Raceway. I'm not sure if it still is. Plus, they have the Briggs and Stratton 300 on the front straightaway, using the, uh, the, the track that they used for the Bandoleros and the Legend cars. So, yeah, getting back to Charlotte, kind of cool. Uh, Dave, do you want to start talking now about the com- comments of the track itself? Do you want to wait for, for that for Paddock Pass? We'll get into that in Paddock Pass, uh, but I believe I believe that that track and it's now paved again. It had to re- repave the yep. outside uh, the backstretch. I believe they turned it into dirt for a little while as well okay. too. 
Um, so I'm not sure if they had some dirt carts there uh, for a while. But again, it's it's you know karting has been basically uh, absent from the Charlotte Motor Speedway for nearly 10 years and until we brought it back, uh, this, this past week. Well, great to see it back, of course. And not surprising. Uh, we saw a little bit of rain as well because David Cole was there. So it's going to rain a bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily, I, luckily I got through the United States pro Kart series event at Mooresville without any yeah. rain, which is typically shocking, <laughs> but, you know, talking to a lot of people that are from the Charlotte area, there's, you know, it's very typical for it to be like Hawaii where it'll rain for 15 minutes and go away. Okay. So Thursday we had a, a strong storm, uh, move in just as, uh, move in into the racetrack was wrapping up. Uh, so I sat in my car and, and, and braved the elements for about 10 minutes in there uh, with some strong winds and some uh, heavy rain coming down. And then again, Saturday, just uh, as we were completing the third of the eight main events, uh, we had another storm cell roll through and, and put down a lot of rain. And, and lightning was really the main cause uh, for the reason they canceled the rest of the main events yeah. uh, the rest of the day. Yeah, that's been a thing, not not just the rain, but it's, it's been the lightning. You know, all the races we've been to, it's just we've been worried about that lightning coming in, which is interesting because it's, you, you got to shut things down, which is tough. <clears throat> well, especially at Charlotte Motor Speedway where, you know, th- for whatever, you know, however their liability issues are, but they shut any everything down. You know, as we see in NASCAR events, you know, they'll they'll empty out the grandstands yep. anytime there's lightning in the area. So it's it's kind of the similar situation where everything gets shut down and everything gets put on on lockdown uh, until, you know, there's like a 10 or 15 mile radius of no lightning in the area. And then you got to wait another half hour. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, folks, let's this, uh, let's get into it here. This is episode number 50, a special edition, I guess, <laughs> of the EKN Debrief. Rob Howden and David Cole. David giving us uh, his review of the 2019 WKA Charlotte Karting Challenge at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. David, let's cap off this overview with a look at the numbers. Uh, what do we what do we get for numbers for the man, the man Cup component of this race? Well, 85 was the total uh, for the weekend. It's It was obviously up from the... Briggs and, or not Briggs and Stratton, <laughs> C-Tech Motorplex uh, at Road America. So it was up there, uh, a little bit down from what we saw at Mooresville in March. But, uh, you know, it's a start. Uh, obviously, we're at a busy time of the year. Uh, we had the USBKS race the weekend before. So some people did do the double duty and race both weekends. It, actually, really, a lot, of the, a lot of the same people who were at Charlotte Motor Speed were already at Mooresville the week before. So okay. a lot of people going back to back. Largest category of the weekend was the Bricks 206 Cadet Division with 17. Um, K100 Senior had 14. Then you throw in Kid Kart with 13, as well as Mini Swift at 13. So those were the big event, big categories of the weekend. Uh, Iami Senior and Junior struggled with only four in Junior and yeah, that's, five that's in tough. Senior. That's definitely tough. And uh, Dave, what do you, you know, you talk to a lot of people. What do you, what do you uh, attribute that to? Just number one, the amount of racing that's going on, and maybe number two, with, you know, man cup wide, just the, the amount, the amount of events. Like you and, I, you and I keep talking about three kind of being that magic number. WK man cup was six this year. Is it just, it's just too many races or what is it? Well, there's another, a number of elements that I, I think we'll get into a little bit more in the paddock, but uh, paddock right. pass of the, uh, of our broadcast, our show here. Uh, but, you know, yeah number of races has a lot to do with it. You know, uh, as we talked about why the USPKS is so strong this year is, is less is more. They have only three weekends that, that you have to commit to. And if you want to commit to uh, WKA, you got to commit to six because 
you know, they're only going to count the best, uh, you know, really you got 12 rounds of racing. If, if you look at it overall and they're going to yep. count eight. And so you go out and make sure you're at least at 10. So you have a couple, two, a couple, couple rounds to buffer in case you, you have some mess up. So it really, you know, what it boils down to is, is number of events, uh, throughout the season. There it is. Well, that's something we're going to be talking about a lot probably throughout the season, folks, and maybe into the off season as well. But again, we are underway. Our first component here of this particular edition of the, uh, the EKN debrief, David Cole, Give us the overview after this particular break. We'll come back. David's got lots more to come here in the Paddock Pass. Are you in need of a podium-proven Briggs 206 chassis? If you answered yes, check out the 2019 Margate Ignite K3 and Brava 206 packages manufactured in St. Louis, Missouri, right here in the USA. The Margate chassis have been racking up 206 podiums on the club and regional level. Most recently, at big four-stroke programs such as the AMR Homestead Miami Speedway, Texas Pro Car Challenge, Texas Sprint Racing Series, Atlanta Motorsports Park, and the Gateway Cartplex. The best part about purchasing a Margay Racing chassis is that everything can be ordered custom, including frame color, decal color, and logo placement. Choose to purchase as a roller, kit, or race-ready. With a race-ready package, just unbox the cart, Add gas, oil, and go. Need factory support? Margay Racing is just a call or email away with technical support or setup tips. Interested in renting a cart at one of the biggest events of the summer? Check out Margay Racing Spec Ignite Class and Arrive and Drive packages. Upcoming events include the historic Quincy Grand Prix Street Race on June 8th and 9th and the USAC Karting Battle at the Brickyard on July 5th, 6th, and 7th. For more information please visit margay.com or call 800-562-7429 today. The shift is on to a new brand and a new way of thinking. Mad Old Nut Racing and Croc Promotion USA are focused on changing the paradigm when it comes to race teams in this sport. And the goal is to support dedicated young racers by giving them the tools and opportunities to succeed. Originally born as Mad Croc, the new branding is Croc Promotion, and Armando Fellini's product continues its dedication to quality and innovation. Croc Promotion USA is the American importer and distributor, and Mad Old Nut Racing is the official race team. We're ready to attack in 2019, and our race results speak for themselves. A.J. Myers swept the first four Winter Series Shifter Cut races of the year, and Andrew Bedozo continues to assert himself as an emerging player. Croc Promotion has momentum. Dedicated and talented young drivers, supported and mentored by team owners who know business and who are passionate about karting. That's Croc Promotion USA. That's Mad Old Nut Racing. Search for us on social media and give us a follow. In a sport where the difference between winning and losing is measured in hundreds of a second, you can't afford to leave anything on the table. You invest in the best equipment, the lightest components, and top-of-the-line data acquisition systems. Anything to find one more tent, right? I'll tell you right now, the best investment you could ever make is in yourself. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the new state-of-the-art speed sports racing park just north of Houston, 
The Alan Rudolph Racing Academy uses the very best equipment, Burrell Art Carts. They offer half-day, one-day, two-day, and three-day clinics. They have a one-on-one -on -one student to instructor ratio, and they will design a customized curriculum for each student. Alan Rudolph is one of the most respected people in the sport, and he has nearly 20 years experience training drivers, including Chase Elliott, Neil Alberico, Austin Versteeg, and Sabre Cook, and rising stars like Pietro Fittipaldi. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Start off your season with a driver tune-up. Tune up your season with some driver coaching. Or get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. For more information, visit speedsportsracingpark.com slash racing hyphen academy. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. Our debrief of the WK Manufacturers Cup events at the Charlotte Karting Challenge happened last weekend down in Concord, North Carolina. This edition of the Paddock Pass, which is up next, is presented by the Rawlson Performance Group. At the Rawlson Performance Group, we strive for ultimate success. We're more than just an arrive-and-drive race team with countless wins on the national regional level. Our focus is on complete driver development. And that's where the success is fueled. We combine one-on-one coaching, on-track instruction, and intensive data debriefing with unparalleled cart and engine prep. Our program will raise your game. We'll take you to the next level. If that's your goal, RPG needs to be your next move. All right, David, we're into the paddock pass right now. Based on the notes you've given me, lots to talk about, of course. Not just one event, even though we're kind of focusing here on the Manufacturer's Cup on the sprint circuit. You talk about the dirt events you talked about the road course lots for you to roll out here in the paddock pass there's definitely a lot of racing going on throughout the weekend as you said three different programs racing at one event uh, i'll start with the dirt i didn't get a chance to go over there uh, and check things out uh, friday they wrapped up by 8 30 and so i wasn't quite out of the uh inside of the uh charlotte motor speedway because we didn't get done track on track till about 6 30 so seven o'clock got uh, wrapped up with putting away my uh my equipment and computer and all that stuff and and then decided you know I had to go out and talk to some people and then by the time I realized it was 8 30 looked at race monitor and they're already done for the day so uh, I was hoping to, I was hoping to see they were going to go into at least 10 o'clock because that was kind of the rumored uh ending point for the for the night so I thought I was going to at least get an hour of racing but uh didn't happen uh that way and then as we said Saturday we had that storm roll through well the dirt guys, I guess, you know, the water kind of helps, you know, the track out a little bit. They were soaked right in. And and uh, as soon as the sun came back out after uh, they had called everything at the sprint track, I had no idea, but they had restarted uh, the racing program at the dirt track. So they were able to get everything in Saturday night uh, and not have to uh, either call it or move it over to Sunday. But uh, I was told that there were over base, over 600 entries for the weekend in 19 classes on each day. A uh, lot of uh, compliments regarding the racetrack. A lot of people have said that they didn't think WK was going to be able to put uh, a good track inside uh, that dirt track because, again, they didn't run the full yep. size. Um, it was no. a little bit shortened. Obviously, basically, you're running on the apron, and they even shortened it up a little bit more uh, than what the apron really is there at the dirt track that we see the World of Outlaws and other dirt programs run 
So, uh, you know, there was still some questions on if WK was going to be able to pull it off. And I really think they did. And, you know, the, the, the Charlotte Motor Speedway got a number of calls from uh, legends and bandoleros and other dirt programs that are kind of really interested now in, in actually racing inside there that, that, that never have before. So, uh, so a lot of positive, uh, momentum going for the dirt program. All right, let's, let's move to road racing. Obviously, you know, you're a road racer at heart. Uh, good to see the, them back there. How was the road racing component of the event? Well, I think you have to start with basically the racetrack. And the track was a portion of what you see, the Roval course that NASCAR utilized. Obviously, with the Manufacturer's Cup Series using most of the infield section, uh, the road racing got to use a little bit and then most mostly the oval portions of the roval um so one of the major concerns was the entry into the infield section um how they did it it wasn't technically designed to be done uh but obviously with carts you can get away with a little bit more Um, but it was it was obviously the left hand turn to get into the infield and then it was a tight right hander to utilize uh, a portion of the infield course. So now, that when I say a tight right-hander, uh, I talked to a couple of people and looked at some uh, some mile-per-hour numbers, and we're talking 20 miles an hour uh, was wow. the speed. Okay. And you don't typically see that for road racing courses. No, <laughs> no you do not. Um, I, I think the only thing you can come close to was maybe the wood, not, not Woodbine, but uh, the Windsor race that you had at Stars of Karting where it was a one you know, 180 degree corner and guys were holding the clutch as they went around it. That's so, true. Uh, yes, they were. <laughs> it was very similar to that. But the problem with that, with that, the, the, that hairpin uh, was it was it was not the elevation was a little bit off. So Friday they had a bit of a jump to, because they were everybody had it to where they were turning in early, which was basically a transition from one direction of the roval to another direction. So it was a kind of a big jump and the laid down guys really, really struggled getting through that. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah. <laughs> so after Friday's practice, they, they, they lengthened out the apex a little bit more to help smooth it out. But it's still, again, you're talking 25, maybe 20 miles an hour that guys were going through there. So okay. sprint carts, Thanks. it really wasn't an issue. It was kind of fun to watch them. Um, but uh, yeah, for the lay down guys, it was a bit of a struggle. Interesting. Well, that's that's the challenge, right? The whole challenge was to be able to find a way to put both the tracks in the road course uh, for the road racing guys and the sprint track, especially with not being able to use the old actual karting sprint track that they had at the track. That's mm-hmm. obviously the biggest challenge they had, I think, going in. Yeah. And, you know, people say that the the kart track that's there right now inside turns three and four is rough. Um, I'll get into that a little bit more. But actually, the oval portion was a bit rougher than expected. Okay. Uh, talking to some guys that were road racing said the, the turn three and four of the NASCAR track was kind of bumpy um, and a little bit of the back straight as well too. And I, I think what it has to deal with is your guy, these guys are typically used to Daytona where the NASCAR guys, they're, they're on the gas hundred percent around the way uh, you go to a 1.5 oval track and the NASCAR guys are, are diving into the corners, which I think kind of ripple, uh, the pavement a little bit uh, over through the banking. So yep, makes sense. So it makes a little sense of why it would be a little bit rougher. So it's just something that guys had to uh, negotiate a little bit more. Uh, another fun fact, and I had no idea about it till I actually went up and took a picture uh, from the uh, pit lane. Um, the infield 
of the trial section is actually artificial turf. It is not real grass. <laughs> really? I had no idea. I, was, I, I looked down. I'm like, wait a minute. This looks like a football field. <laughs> Dude, maybe you should do that to your house, but in front, it wouldn't have to, you stop cutting grass. Uh, it's a good idea in, in hindsight, but you know, I get my workouts through the uh, through the That's mowing true. portion. So the hashtag beat Rob Howden is in full effect. Well, it's, the, it's the only thing you do. It's like you're not you don't do any other workouts. It's just shoveling snow and 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 mowing grass. Yeah. It's, you got outside. That's why you got that fantastic dad bod going. Let, let's say Friday, <laughs> I had twenty thousand steps. Really? Alone. That's pretty solid, dude. Yeah. That's more than me at Road America. I think I was 17,000. That's pretty solid. Good for you. I th- I think I walked the, the, the Manufacturer's Cup track twice, and then obviously going through the road racing paddock a number of times and and, and all that other stuff. So yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of walking on Friday. So I think, you know, losing a couple pounds here and there, sweated <laughs> it out yesterday with the mowing. I think I'm pretty good. <laughs> hey, I, I'm uh, based on your notes, too cool to see that the WK uh, inducting another individual into their Hall of Fame. Yeah, it was kind of, I thought it was a joke because I saw Mr. Robbie Harper, uh, I believe it was Sunday, and because I was checking on uh, something with scoring and, and that, and he mentioned something about, I got inducted to the Hall of Fame. I said, you're full of it. Who's going to induct you? <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Throwing the barbs. So, uh, yeah, he was, uh, I believe, probably during one of their uh, driver meetings, uh, Robbie was presented with... Uh, the plaque and the induction into the hall of fame. Robbie's been a long time promoter of road racing oh, and longtime supporter of WK and all they've done. So he was joined there by his wife and uh, son, Robbie Harper, the third um, during the uh, ceremony. So that's, that's uh, I believe three got three people now that have been inducted, maybe four, four, if you count uh, Richter Zhang, Keith Freeber and Terry Trader. So those yeah. four people have been inducted uh, thus far in 2019. All right, what else we got? You want to start talking Man Cup, a little paddock pass action for Man Cup? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so kind of road race and Man Cup side, the uh, the facility was nice enough to open up the portion of the Roval uh, for for spectators. It was kind of the this the highest, it was really the highest point of the Roval. If, you, if you've seen the onboard footage and, and how the track layout is, it's the highest vantage point of the Roval but also the part that wasn't being used. And it was kind of the connection between the road race and the man cup. So everybody got to stand up on that wall uh, in the pavement area to watch both the manufacturer's cup series and the road race going on at the same time. So it was a really cool uh, viewing point for a lot of the uh, spectators that were there, especially the parents in the man cup uh, side of things. Um, and again, the track was, was very, it was a major concern throughout the weekend. Um, I, you know, as I said, I walked it a number of times and pointed out certain, uh, safety aspects, because again, we're talking about cement walls, um, that are surrounding the area. Also guardrails. Uh, we might make sure that, uh, a number of the guardrails were covered up, but majority of the walls were tire walls and people kind of confuse that with concrete walls. I mean, no, I'd much rather hit a tire wall yeah. that is wrapped with some plastic around it than a, a concrete wall. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, I think, um, you know, the wall, the inside walls were a bit of a concern and actually uh, led to a, a few people electing not to race, including uh, Brent Cruz, one of the junior drivers, and then Brandon Lemke, uh, the points leader in IAMI Seniors. So, um, oh, okay. obviously, there were some concerns about it. Uh, you look at it again, uh, safety aspects, the, the uh, Anderson 
Sertoma Club of Indiana that uh, we know Terry Riggins is part of. Um, they provide the barriers for a number of events throughout the year. Uh, WK brought those in to help uh, eliminate some of the safety concerns to even, you know, protect drivers from going into tire barriers to rather hit the tech pros first and then the tire barriers after that. So, uh, makes sense. So, yeah, so they brought, so WK made sure they brought in enough barriers. I think they could probably brought in more, uh, certain areas that might've been a hazardous issue, uh, but thankfully nothing happened or, or nothing went into that, uh, low percentage area. But again, the more barriers you have, I think, in a, in a uh, track like that, you know, as we've seen before, is definitely better. Do you see, Dave, you, in looking at, obviously, you, we walked the track a couple times, you watched a full weekend of competition. Do you see uh, opportunities to change the track a little bit, make it a little different for next year, or what? I think the problem with that is the way the cement walls are positioned. Um, not a lot of them the ones that weren't moved, weren't able to be moved, uh, kind of hinder uh, the opportunities to change the track itself. Okay. Yep. Um, because it, it is already nine tenths of a mile long course. Uh, there, there's there's a parking lot section that was really bumpy, but they did utilize some of it. But in order to use more of it, it would extend the length of the racetrack. So now you're talking probably something where it's going to be like 1.1 or 1.2 miles long because there's just no way to cut the track down using the portions of the roval that they are actually using. Well, it's a challenge for sure. Let's talk more about the track itself. I know you got some notes about talking about some curbing uh, direction wise. Yeah, the because the Roval uh, was made for obviously cars and legends and stuff like that. It was made to go in the clock clockwise direction for the cars, and it's something I I was somebody pointed out to me after the track walk because it wasn't something I was looking at because I thought curves were curbs. They're actually cut and they're more like a teeth uh, teeth curbs where there's pointy ends to it. And if you go in the opposite direction, which was the direction that the uh, Manufacturer's Cup Series went, it's it's like you're driving over teeth, Uh, you know, big pointy sections of of cement sticking up. Uh, Obviously, they're painted, so it's very hard to tell um, tell that. But you could tell after after I was told by that by somebody, I got I walked the track a little bit more and noticed that, yeah, in certain sections of the track, there were these these curbs that were not not really designed to be driven over by carts. <laughs> so interesting. Okay. Interesting. And, and, but again, it was a wide track, you know, a couple some people said, yeah, they've damaged, they've torn up some frames because of it, but I'm, you know, who's to say it wasn't damaged already, you know, um, really the only way you were, you were on curves that were like that, or if you really got offline, um, because again, the Roval section was very wide track. It was a very wide track. Okay. Overall, what were the thoughts on the track in talking to people in the paddock? What was the kind of overall feel for it? I think the majority were not a big fan of the layout. Okay. Um, you know, as we said, we had a number of drivers pull out uh, a couple from after wrecking uh, a couple of them just because they thought it was unsafe. Um, but there were still a number of people that uh, enjoyed it, thought it was something different, unique. Uh, and had a fun weekend. Um, obviously, as we know, uh, we're, we've done some road racing before in our past. Yep. 
you kind of got to approach these tracks a little bit different than you typically would uh, a GoPro or a Newcastle or anything, or even, even a street course. You got to approach these a little bit different to where you got to give yourself a little bit of space, a little bit of uh, you know, different approach in race strategy. It's not all about, you know, you, you don't, you, you get past one corner, Hey, take it. You'll get it the next quarter. Yeah. You know, you don't have to, sometimes you don't have to fight things off. And I think one of the main issues was the front straightaway because um, a lot of the carts were reaching speeds that none of them had reached before. Okay. I think, you know, the mini, the minis were up to, you know, nearly 70 miles an hour. Wow. You know, the, the, X30 seniors were probably hitting 80, 85. Uh, and obviously KAs were flat out all pretty much all around as well too. So, uh, it, it's, yeah, it was, uh, it's something that again, you know, it, it is very different, unique, and people weren't, I don't think they were really ready for it. Interesting approach. Uh, now what about the old sprint track? That's the one that I, I want to kind of ask you about that. Did you get a chance to go have a look at it? Yeah, I did a little uh, video Friday uh, during lunchtime. Things got a little bit quiet, so I was able to kind of walk around it. We posted, I posted a video of my walk around it. Uh, the track's still there. Um, it's pro, it's not race ready. I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> there are about three sections where they tore up the pavement because of drainage. They had to to run some drainage pipes. Obviously, they probably had some issues with uh, pooling waters, and and also the had the um, the um, the cave in the um, what's the word I'm looking for the sinkhole. sinkhole. They had a sinkhole a couple of years ago. I didn't know that. that. Okay, that was basically near the turn one two section of the sprint track. So there, you see a lot of new asphalt that was laid down a couple of years ago that was kind of used for paddock area for, for the man cup a little bit. Um, the fencing that kind of outlined the, the track is, is no longer there as well too, because there's more pavement over that way. Um, essentially looking at it, you know, in a positive view, I think if you put down like one layer of asphalt, it'd be ready to go. Um, there's not a lot of, there really weren't a lot of gaps, uh, in the pavement. There might be some dips from, you know, buses and rvs and all that being parked on it over and over again but uh you know it's nothing that we we haven't been able to race i was i was told there's big craters in it and there there, there was big cracks in in the pavement and you really didn't see that um other than where the the pavement was d- dug up for the uh, yeah. the drainage obviously there's it's all stone there there was no uh, there's no pavement there so you know, in all honesty, if there's a way for Charlotte Motor Speedway and WK to get together and find a way to get uh, a new paved track, you know, again, wouldn't have to dig it up. I mean, it's the the, the layout's already there. It would just require a new uh, a new uh, layer, top layer, and maybe a little bit of uh, extra curbing, and I think it'd be ready to go. Interesting, interesting. I'll see if that's uh, potentially something we see down the line. But again, folks, there's the uh, paddock pass from David Cole. As uh, we talk about the 2019 WK Manufacturers Cup Charlotte Motor Speedway Karting Challenge, the return of WK Karting to the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Again, the Paddock Pass brought to you by Rollison Performance Group. Stay with us, folks. When we get back after this break, David's going to work his way through the categories. Time to start with the race report. Top-level production with a focus on a single form of motorsport, karting. This is MG Tires. 
MG Tires USA, underneath the Vantage Karting Group banner, is the official distributor of the MG Tires brand for the United States. MG Tires are used as the official spec tire in the United States Pro Kart Series, the Route 66 Sprint Series, the Sunshine State Karting Challenge, and countless clubs across the country. No matter your compound preference, MG Tires USA has you covered. Whether it's the medium HCI Red, the soft FC Yellow, or the super soft Green YZ, MG Tires USA has your winning set of rubber in stock. For more info about MG Tires USA and its extensive list of dealers near you, check out their website at mgtiresusa.com. MG Tires, for the drivers. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience. We can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at franklincart.com where all of our products are just a mouse click away we ship daily. We're constantly adding new products to our online store, so keep checking back. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, and of course, our championship-winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find molecule cleaning products, minus 273 racing gloves, micron gauges and components, and both MG and Bridgestone tires. If you're ready to take your racing to the next level, come and join us at Team FMS. We've been supplying racers with start-to-finish support at race events for many years, from providing a helping hand on weekday test outing or at a club event to full arrive-and-drive packages at the highest level of karting competition. For 2019, we'll be attending the Superkart USA Winter Series, WK Manufacturers Cup, United States Pro Kart Series, and the Route 66 Kart Racing Series. And we'd love to have you under our tent at Merlin Nation. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com Hey everyone, this is Chris Wheeler from Bell Helmets. Bell Racing USA is now the official helmet of Supercarts USA. You can find our newest line of products such as the Carbon KC7 CMR, the only carbon fiber belt helmet approved with a CMR rating in the entire world during the 2019 season by visiting PSL Karting on site at all SCUSA events. Check us out online, www.bellracing.com, or on social media by following at BellRacingHQ. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined as always by David Cole. The debrief, episode number 50, as David's breaking down uh, the Charlotte Karting Challenge, the WEK event that happened at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Now we go into the race report for the Manufacturers Cup event. He'll start going class by class. This race report presented by Margay Racing. Are you interested in renting a kart at one of the biggest karting events this summer? Do you want to be part of the fastest growing race group in the sport? Check out Margay Racing Spec Ignite class and their Arrive and Drive packages. Upcoming events include the USAC Karting Battle at the Brickyard on July 5th, 6th, and 7th, and the 25th running of the Rock Island Grand Prix on Labor Day weekend. For more information, please visit margay.com or give them a call at 800-562-7429. Give them a call and check out the Arrive and Drive packages for those two events. All right, David, David Cole, Margay Racing, sponsoring our race report. You are in. Let's get things rolling right now. Let's start with Miami Senior. 
Well, as we said, IAMI Senior was not uh, one of the most popular categories uh, on the weekend. Basically, basically a three-driver run throughout the weekend, uh, four on Saturday, dropping down to only three drivers really taking the track on Sunday. Uh, Saturday began with Cade Downs setting fast time and qualifying, but uh, the rest of the weekend was really Matthew Dunkovich. Dunkovich won both heat races on Saturday. And because of the rain cancellation, uh, was awarded uh, the victory. Uh, he won over Cade Downs and Logan Cozy. Sunday, uh, Jake Venberg set fast time in qualifying, but he and Dunkovich both pulled off early, which allowed uh, Cozy to win the prefinal. But in the final, it was Dunkovich uh, jumping out to the lead and leading the entire distance, uh, winning over Jake Venberg. Uh, with Cozy finishing up in third. Yeah, tough to hear the numbers there. Hopefully uh, that'll rebound when WK makes some more changes for 2019. Uh, good on those drivers for getting out there and doing some racing. What about uh, IME Jr.? IME Jr., another category that was uh, tight on numbers. Uh, basically four drivers racing uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, Hayden Jones set fast time in qualifying with he and Tyler Wettengill splitting the heat race wins. Uh, this race was the last one to uh, to hit the track just before the rains moved in. Uh, the main event was cut short by two laps with uh, whitening in the area, but it was Tyler Wettengel who was leading when the checkered flag did wave, uh, scoring the victory over Nathan Nicholson with uh, Hayden Jones finishing in third. Copy. On, on Sunday, Jones set fast time in qualifying and won the prefinal. But a little bit of contact in the final lap of the main event between he and Wettengill uh, shuffled things up. Jones came across the line as the provisional winner, but was penalized two positions for the contact, thus handing the win to uh, Nicholson, who uh, ended up scoring the victory over Adam Maxwell with Jones ending up in third. All right, so let's go into some of the categories uh, with maybe a couple more drivers now. KA100 Senior, I believe you said 14 drivers in that one. Yeah, the K100 Senior was a great, great class to watch all weekend long. It was, you know, as they, as we said, it was very uh, flat out for these for these uh, for this category throughout the racetrack. Uh, Hard breaking zone into turn two, and then another one through the uh, the parking lot. Other than that, it was uh, it was pretty flat out for these guys. So it was fun to kind of watch these guys. Uh, negotiate the uh, the draft. You know, that's really what it was. It was a chess game between between these guys because again this engine package is very equal it's kind of similar to what you see uh with the briggs and stratton uh categories yep. uh brick knockman was the quickest driver in qualifying she won the opening heat race but paulie massimino came through to win the second heat and with this class being canceled due to the uh the storm coming through massimino was declared the winner with brooke knockman finishing second and sebastian revis placing in third so how many so the rain out you said th- three of the classes got in the other five did not is that what the, the shake the, the deal was that's correct and okay. based on the the rule book they went to how the finals were going to be gridded which was determined by the points gained through the heat races and qualifying and so that's how those five categories were decided uh who was declared the winner in in those five categories uh, let's look at Sunday then in K100 Senior. 
Well, Sunday began very similar to Saturday with Brooke Nachman out front. She set fast time in qualifying and was able to win the pre-final, but the final was probably one of the best races that we had all weekend nice. long with nearly a lead change every lap. Again, a very fast track, and it was all who was who was who was going to lead at the end because it was all about positioning yourself in the draft to be able to uh, to grab that lead. And it ended up being Sebastian Rebus uh, who put himself into the lead as the white flag waved and was able to hold off Alexander Kardashian in on the final lap to score his first series victory. Uh, Brooke Nachman ending up in the third position. To cap off this particular segment of the race report brought to you by Margay Racing, David, let's jump into the KA100 Junior Class 9 racers, I believe, on the grid. Again, a pretty good group of drivers. Lead pack was anywhere between three to five to seven drivers at any time. Uh, Saturday began with Sam Corey setting fast time and qualifying, but Tyler Wettengel swept both heat races, and because of the rainout was declared the class winner. He took the top spot of the podium and joined by Hayden Jones in second and then Corey in the third position. How about Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> Sunday began with Adam Maxwell setting fast time with uh, Jones ending up winning the pre-final. Uh, and then as the final went on early on, it was Wettengel battling with, with Jones for the lead but a broken bumper and a meatball flag pulled him off the race course that left Jones and Maxwell to kind of battle it out for the victory with Maxwell able to secure the lead and the victory in the final lap to uh, score the victory over Jones with Weston Workman sitting there right there in third. First four categories of the race report of the WK Charlotte Karting Challenge, the Manufacturers Cup event that was part of that uh, three-series uh, event in Charlotte, in Concord, North Carolina, actually. Got four classes done. After this break, David's going to come back with Mini Swift, Micro Swift, Briggs 206 Cadet, and Kid Kart. Are you ready to go racing? Trinity Karting Group is fired up and ready to take up that challenge. Trinity Karting Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives them access to their custom-designed driver training facility. This allows them to offer private one-on-one coaching that can take you to the next level. They're also a Midwest dealer for Tony Kart and IAMI, and they are your source for MG and Avinco tires in the region. They'll be trackside at the Scusa Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge, the USPKS, the USAC Battle of the Brickyard, and of course the KRA Series at Newcastle Motorsports Park. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to parts you need, let Trinity Karting Group provide you with the customer service that is second to none. Trinity Karting Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and they're dedicated to driver development. They take pride in their professional approach and their positive attitude. Let them build a custom race program for you. Give them a call at 513-421-421. 4463 or check them out online at trinitycardinggroup.com If the dream is IndyCar set your target on the road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires Our ladder system is designed to take drivers through three rungs of competition The first step is the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship, which features a carbon tub Tatus chassis 
180 horsepower, and paddle shift sequential gearbox. Boost the USF 2000's output to 280 horsepower for the newly named Indy Pro 2000 program, the second rung of the road to Indy, formerly known as Pro Mazda. Add in increased grip and aero downforce, and the Tatus PM18 becomes an incredible racing machine. The final step before IndyCar is the Indy Lights Championship presented by Cooper Tires. The Delara IL15 boasts a whopping 450 horsepower. This car itself has helped train a third of the grid expected for the 2019 IndyCar series. At all three levels, you race at premier venues on the same dance card as IndyCar. Showcase your skills under the watchful eyes of IndyCar scouts and owners. The program is unprecedented around the world, offering the opportunity to climb the ladder with over $2 million in scholarships to the champions in USF 2000, Indy Pro 2000, and Indy Lights. Former Carters fill the roster of Road to Indy graduates in IndyCar, like Spencer Piggott, Zach Beach, Jack Harvey, Ed Jones, Mateus Laced, Felix Rosenquist, Colton Herta, and 2018 Indy Lights champion Pato Award. Recent graduates, like Kyle Kirkwood, are in the middle of their journeys right now as well. Follow in their footsteps. You want to race IndyCar, there's only one choice. The Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. Located in Mooresville, North Carolina, on-site at GoPro Motorplex, Kart Sport North America features over 6,000 square feet of retail space. Along with being the official race team and distributor for the Kart Republic chassis, they offer full retail sales, kart service and storage, and products from the top brands in the sport, such as CZ Chain, Talon Sprockets, SKF Bearings, and Prisma Tire Gauges. If you want to take your racing to the next level, they also offer driver training and coaching programs available trackside at GoPro Motorplex. They have a massive inventory, so head to their online store at kartsportna.com to get same-day shipping of the parts and components that you need. While you're there, check out their used section of carts, engines, parts, and accessories. Kartsport North America, top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. This is episode number 50 of the EKN Debrief, where we break down the most recent event that uh, we've attended. David Cole, of course, trackside at the WK Charlotte Karting Challenge at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Of course, road racing, dirt, and what we're focusing on here now, the Manufacturer's Cup in action in Concord. Uh, this is the Race Report segment of the podcast brought to you by Margay Racing. The whole show itself brought to you by Cart Republic. Uh, David, let's uh, do the run through the final couple of categories. Mini Swift, Micro Swift, Briggs 206 Cadet, and Kid Cart. Let's get rolling with Micro Swift. Mini Swift. Let's start with Mini Swift. Pardon me. Mini Swift. Was one of the categories that was rained out and saw a two-heat race winner be declared the winner. Parker DeLong was able to win both heat races before the rains came and was declared the winner uh, as he beat out uh, top qualifier Sebastian NG with Adam Brickley rounding out the podium on Saturday. Sunday was Ben Mayer setting fast time in the qualifying session, but Sebastian NG came through to win the pre-final. He, those two, along with the long battled it out for the lead in a three-cart uh, battle for the victory, but it ended up being Ben Mayer who came across the line first, scoring the victory over Parker DeLong and Sebastian NG. 
David, have a look at your notes here. Uh, 13 drivers in the Mini Swift field. Looks to me like uh, Nitro Kart sweeping both of the podiums. Good uh, good outing for that crew. Yeah, there were, they had about uh, five to six, maybe even more garages set up there on the uh, towards towards the end of the garage lane. Uh, lots of carts there for Nitro team. Uh, lots of uh, podium uh, results as well for them too throughout the weekend. All right, let's move on to uh, the Micro Swift category. We know the Nitros are pretty quick there as well. Yeah, another Nitro sweep for both days. <clears throat> Excuse me. Saturday ended up being uh, Spencer Conrad, who scored, the, who was declared the winner uh, in another rainout class. Conrad won both heat races and thus was declared the winner over Hoyt Moore and Aiden Patty. Uh, Carson Weinberg missing out on the podium, but did score fast time in qualifying. Sunday was Conrad up front once again, setting fast time in the qualifying session. But uh, Aiden Patty came through to score the pre-final victory. Another last lap battle for the win ended up with Carson Weinberg sliding through uh, for the victory, beating out Hoyt Moore and Aiden Patty for the victory. Conrad was leading up until the final few corners, and he was dropped to the fourth position as they crossed the line. Ouch, all the way back to fourth. Yeah, very. He was very visibly upset as he as he crossed the line. But again, another chess game uh, with the way the uh, the course was laid out. So, not leading on the final lap was not always the best position to be in. Dave, the biggest category down at the Manufacturers Cup component of the Charlotte Karting Challenge, Charlotte Motor Speedway, was Briggs Two Hundred Six Cadet. Seventeen drivers in total. Yeah, a number of drivers there. We had, I believe, they had some of the road racers move over from road racing to come over and race uh, this category because uh, there was a lot more competition and, and probably a lot more fun. Uh, but again, it was a nitro sweep both days. Parker DeLong set fast time in qualifying. Ben Mayer and Christopher McKeithen won both the heat races, but it ended up being Spencer Conrad scoring the most points. Oh, sorry. This race wasn't rain, rained out. My, my, my mistake. It was first on track. <laughs> so right. uh, update yep. yourself. Yep. So uh, this race, again, another large lead group. Uh, but it was Spencer Conrad that was able to fight his way up to the point and score the victory ahead of Parker DeLong and McKeithen. Uh, Sunday, Ben Mayer was the top driver early on, setting fast time and beating everybody in the pre-final. But again, another last lap last corner uh chess game ended up with parker DeLong working past ben mayor for the victory he brought spencer conrad and threw with him as well to drop mayor down to third after leading a majority of the race uh, always tough those final battles man like you said the, the way the track looked out i'm gonna have to try to find some in-car camera stuff to watch it but yeah it sounds like you had to be in the right place at the right time if you wanted to win these races that's for sure well, it was funny. It's one of the onboard videos that I did saw was like, uh, I forgot who posted it, but it, you know, it was like a train sometimes, you know, if you were hung out to dry, there was four to five or six carts that would go by you in a matter of, of moments. Uh, you know, as you typically see, uh, in the drafting and road racing and, you know, NASCAR style with Talladega, you know, sometimes yeah. you get left without the ticket. And the train just pushes on by. <laughs> I like it. Like the reference. All right, let's wrap up the uh, the race report component of this episode of the debrief. Uh, let's have a look at the kid carts. Thirteen drivers in total in the in the kid cart category. Yep, the kid carts went on uh, without any issues throughout the weekend. Again, they were they were very uh, what's the word I'm looking for mature in the uh -huh. way they handled the uh, 
the big course. A lot of people were worried about not being able to see the entire course. Obviously, they had a number of officials at all the different points of the racetrack, making sure you know all carts were visible at all, in their sections. Yep. And the kid carts really kept things together. Didn't do any uh, silly moves or any uh, you know brain brain fades and and go the wrong way or or miss miss a corner or do anything like that. So it was a it was really a successful weekend for the kid carters. Uh, at what is a very challenging uh, circuit that we were able to bring them to. Nice. Well done. Um, Both main events were able to get in Saturday, especially before the rain. And both main events decided by thousands of a second at the line. Wow. Uh, Adam Woolridge was able to score the victory on Saturday after winning both heat races and then held off uh, Jacob Scheibel, the top qualifier, uh, beating him out at the line by 93 thousandths at the line with Colton McQuaid finishing up in the third position. Sunday began with Caleb Johnson setting fast time, but again, Jacob Scheibel was a fast guy once again, winning the pre-final and then holding off Adam Woolridge at the line for the victory by 95 thousandths of a second with Jordan Polch, Pol, I can't say it, Polch, yep, can't say it. That's a tough one, Polchoplik. Polchoplik. See, I don't Pulchopic. think it's not, I don't know. It's not. It's like Polchopic. Yeah. Well, yeah we got, I'm that's trying to true. think how, how Eric pronounces it, but now I can't <laughs> think of it. Always tough. We'll work on that. We'll get the phonetic spe- Pul- spelling Pul- so we can do Pul- it correctly. Polchopic. Polchopic. There you go. <laughs> it sounds better. Well, Jordan's getting lots of time. That's for sure. Yeah. Great podium finish for him. And again, you know, Kid Carter's did a great job throughout the weekend making sure uh, – uh, driving very mature for their age and uh, keeping nice. out of trouble. Well, there it is, folks. That's the race report. David going through the eight categories that were on track at the Charlotte Karting Challenge, the manufacturer's cup component of the event that was held at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Let's wrap up. We, got, we do have a little wrap at the end, but let's have a quick, quick look here at what's coming up on the EK and Trackside Live race calendar presented uh, today by the Road to Indy. If the dream is IndyCar, set your target on the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. This unparalleled ladder system is designed to take drivers through three rungs of competition, beginning with USF 2000 and progressing through Indy Pro 2000 into Indy Lights. Along the way, each series champion receives a scholarship to race at the next level. If you want to race IndyCar, there's only one choice, the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. All right, David E.K. and Trackside Live, we're kind of... I want to say we're in the middle of the of our kind of run, right? We got a couple of races here in July, big time through August, September, and October. Uh, but let's have a look. Uh, the next event, actually, it's it's me. I'm actually on the on the docket. You're yeah, you got like a month off. Good for you. Uh, well, kind of a month off because even though we can bring this up, it's not an EK and Trackside Live race. But dude, next weekend, not this one coming up. Next weekend, battle at the Brickyard. Hashtag beat David Cole. Don't forget hashtag beat Rob Auden. <laughs> Big numbers here in uh, over 425 pre-entries for that race. So we're looking forward to getting to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. But back to the EK Trackside Live, I will be actually at the Texas Pro Kart Challenge event at the Amarillo Kart Circuit in West Texas. Amarillo, Texas, July 19, 2021. I'm going to do some racing. I'm going to run in 206 Masters. And uh, Mark French and I, we're going to get our grill on, David. We're going to do some grilling. I think that's the, the, the more important Part of the event is watching you and Mark French work as a team behind a grill. Yeah. We're going to be doing some grilling. We've got some. Now you're 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 pretty aggressive. I mean that your driving style is not aggressive, 
But when you're behind the grill, you are aggressive. You're, you're, yeah, I am. You're almost, you're almost like a Lewis Hamilton behind it's my the, grill, the, man. The grill. It is my grill. Yeah, I'm the Lewis. So I'm, I'm wondering with with Mark French becoming a race director, you know, how he's going to be able to handle that. I think it's you just, know, is he is he going to sit back and let the magic happen, or is he going to try and get in there and do his own thing? I think we'll, I think we'll work well together. I think uh, he'll, he'll be both be popping the beers off the top of the Coronas, and we're going to have a good time. It's going to be great. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe he could handle the beverage portion of it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so we're going to do some grilling. We're going to have some good, a good time. It's the Texas Pro Car Challenge, uh, rounds number three and four of the series, July 19, 2021. Come and join us at the Amarillo Kart Circuit in Texas. The track that is based, it's like a, it's like a miniature version of the F1 circuit in Istanbul, Turkey, which I think is awesome. Great, uh, great track there. Uh, after that, David, you're back on track. You are July 26, 27, 28, the place that you go to a half a dozen times a year. You're going to Newcastle Motorsports Park, uh, end of July with the USPKS. My home away from home. I uh, haven't been there yet this year that I think of. I don't know. Not that I recall. Uh, but yeah, Newcastle Motorsports Park for the United States Pro Kart Series Hoosier Grand Prix. They will have their final two rounds of the championship series and crown their champions uh, Sunday evening. You are you're there four times, right? USPKS, WKA, Man, Man Cup, Scusa, and then we go for the Cup Carts North America event. Yes, four right. times. That's that sounds about normal uh, <laughs> that I that I can recall because we we normally used to go to the Robopong, but we haven't done yeah. that in a few years. So that was sure. typically like the fourth fourth time visiting there. Uh, the Man Cup went there twice, so I think it might have been five times one year. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> So yeah, it's it's become my my second half of the summer home. No doubt about that. We yeah. should probably just buy you like a like a nice travel trail and leave it there for you. You just got yeah. Well, hey, I've been I've been to Charlotte now three yeah. times <laughs> in in 2019. Wow. So I need a home in Charlotte. I need a home in Indy, and then I have my home here. That that would probably be a perfect perfect. So David's at the USPKS race there at Newcastle on July 26, 27, 28. Two weeks later, he and I are both there for the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Summer Nationals. The finale of the Scusa Pro Tour. We'll see who wins the national plates. That's again August 9th, 10th, and 11th. Those are the three upcoming EKN Trackside Live events. Again, the road to Indy presenting our Trackside Live race calendar for this episode of The Debrief. All right, David. And we'll be we'll be seeing a new r- racetrack as well, too, that weekend. That's true. Supercarts USA dropping a new track layout for the event. Something pretty interesting. Should be uh, It'll be unique for sure. Uh, David, let's wrap up this edition of the debrief as we always do. Let's have a look at the Constructors Championship breakdown. Well, as we talked about uh, during the race recap, Nitro Kart had a number of podium sweeps and number of victories, earning six on the weekend. Uh, Kart Republic followed them with three, including two by Matthew Dunkovich, and then again, the first victory for Sebastian Rivas. Uh, Tyler Wettengel was able to cock in uh, two victories for the FA Kart. While Comp Cart, Tony Cart, Top Cart, Brell Art, and Emic each took home a victory. So we had Emic. a total of, yes, the Kid Cart, the Emic Kid Cart. He continues, you know, Jacob Scheibel continues to uh, carry the Emic brand here on the East Coast. I love it. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, next event for you, David, with the uh, WK Manufacturers Cup. You're he- heading up to Wolf Paving Raceway, Dousman, August 23rd, 24th, 25th. Back with the Man Cup again. Yep, it will be rounds, let me see, seven and eight. Nope, I got that wrong. Rounds, yes. See, I don't even know what what event that will be. Dude, you're the math major. (laughs) 
well, there's so many races. You Daytona don't know. GoPro. Oh, nope. It'll be rounds nine and 10. I, I, I'm, I'm mistaken. I forgot the Road America event. So it'll be rounds nine and 10 of the 12 round championship program. Uh, again, Dousman, Wisconsin, home of the Badger Cart Club. There it is, folks. We wrapped it up. Episode 50, a little landmark and a milestone for us here. 50 different episodes of the EKN Debrief. Big thanks to David Cole for joining us again. Uh, again, my name matches is your age. What's that? It oh. matches your age. Wow. <laughs> wow. Maybe, maybe it'll match the position you finish when I beat you. See, here, th- this, oh! this is it. Going into the race this weekend is fantastic because if there's if there's fifty guys in Briggs Masters, that is the position you're going to finish. I am guaranteed. not going to finish fiftieth. <laughs> the key is when I do beat you, when hashtag beat David Cole, when I beat you, you'll you'll have been beaten by a guy ten years older than you. How's that going to feel? You know, at least you actually said that I should almost let you win, so you won't be a bitch all night when we're having when we're cook, grilling at the uh, Airbnb. As long as I get the checkered flag, I'll be happy. You get to the checkered flag. That's it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I've, I haven't done that in almost two years because this past... No, I did finish Rock Island. That's right. You do have I some just, trouble. Rock yeah, Island, I, just didn't, I just didn't finish where I wanted to. So. No, no. Well, that happened the time last time that you and I raced head-to-head when I kicked your ass at Rock Island. Fast lap. Remember, fast lap. You were a faster lap, but who cares? I was in a Chick, pack. Chicks dig the fast lap. Dude, I was in a pack battling it out with Skitchy Bards and Cal Stewart. Who were you racing Those with? are nobody. Cal Stewart was a nobody then. Those are rock. I don't even know. I don't even. I don't even think the Bermuda guy got his got had his rock by then either. Too. So they were nobodies by that time. You know the difference between Cal Stewart, you, and Skitchy Barnes? They have rocks. I was gonna say it's about uh, even nine rocks. I think (laughs) even I have a rock. You you yeah, lifetime achievement (laughs) award. Come on. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, folks, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, a couple of weeks from now, David Cole and I going head to head. Yes, I'm 50 years old. Yes, he's 40 years old. And it's, the old man is going to try to beat the young buck. We we need signs. We need posters. We need everything supporting hashtag beat Rob <laughs> I think most people are, are more in the uh, would like to see you get beat. I think I'm feeling that that's kind of the that's the feeling. How's it feel, David? Nice. How's it feel? Nice guy. Nice guys finish last. How does I guess, it feel, you know? David, to have most people rooting against you? I love it. It yeah. fuels the fire. I'm ready to go. That's why I went out and mowing the yard yesterday, well, man. Does, I got I to gotta get ready. It doesn't work for the University of Michigan, so I don't know. It will tonight when we win <laughs> College World Series. There it is. All right, folks, we're wrapping up this edition of the EKN Debrief. Uh, again, David Cole down at the WK Charlotte Karting Challenge. Uh, obviously, the first time that they were able to get that event going. Obviously, looking to go back to the drawing board and make some tweaks, do whatever they can to make that second edition of the event an even better one. Big thank you to WK for always having us out there at those events. Thank you. We've got Kevin Williams and the whole crew there. David Cole, well done. Folks, my name's Rob Haddon. Bye for now. <laughs>